on this episode of Twisted and Misunderstood. On this episode, we're going to discuss some of the more interesting subjects that come out of spirituality, some ideas about thought and what are thoughts and where do they go and how do they arise, you know, manifestation, all the things that may be a little bit sort of grey in some of the areas, but fascinating to talk about. So this episode is going to be about thought and manifestation. So here we are. We're going to talk today about manifestation and positive thinking and the things that thought could be. And with me is Alison, Alison Zenden. And we're going to talk about the things that we believe thought is and how it affects our, our lives in a positive way. So it comes down to a discussion, first of all, about thought. So give me a few ideas about how you see thought, Alison. I think thought comes from within. I think you've got to really have the intent that you want to actually go forward and get what you need from your thought process. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not sure exactly if it always works. Well, you bring up the intent. Um, that's quite an important word because for anything to happen, there's two things we have to have in our life. First thing is the ability to have the intention of doing it. So, yeah. so if we are fake about saying we want to do something or we're not real or we're being a little bit untruthful, then what happens is we don't have the motivation to produce it, do we? No, we don't. Okay. That's true. So... Two things. First is intention, and the second thing is authenticity. So we have to be authentic about what we actually want to achieve. I also think we have to be absolutely precise in what we ask for or what we talk about. Because if we're not precise, then anything can happen because it's not in our control. So when we send out thoughts to the universe, or if we start to want to manifest through visualization, like a, a, a wish board, vision board, mm -hmm. then what we actually have to do is make sure we put on the things that are obtainable for us within that space of time that we set out. Because, yeah. because there is no time in spirit, and we both agree, no time. There's no time. There's no time. So if there's no time and we don't actually have any sort of constraints on what we're thinking, then what we're doing is we're just throwing out random thoughts to the universe with no real understanding of it having a structure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So no structure, 
no understanding, little intent, very little authenticity. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Yeah, I okay. get that. So if we're authentic and we say, right, okay, the first thing I want to have in my, my mind is I want to attract positive people to my life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so the first thing we say is, right, how do I attract positive people to me? So understanding that is the beginning of getting your thoughts right because what's in your mind is what comes through your words. So, yes. so you get your thinking right, then you start to get the words right. Yes. You get the words right, then you start to get the positive affirmations right, which then materialize or manifest into good things happening. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely something that i believe in 100 percent. okay so what would be a positive person for you to attract to your life Alison? positive person is somebody that doesn't criticize doesn't judge doesn't uh look at what you do um with you know almost like disdain i mean somebody that you want to be you know, wants to be excited about your life as much as you're excited about their lives. Okay, so someone that puts you before them, so you can put them before you. Yeah. An equal yeah. balance. An equal balance. But there's also this other side. Um, if you're trying to manifest something, maybe um, you put your thought out there that you want to maybe attract somebody into your life or someone that you already know into your life that maybe doesn't have the same thoughts as you or maybe doesn't want the same things as you. How do you create that happening? Okay, so you're asking me now, how do you attract people to your life who are positive people? Yeah, positive, but maybe they don't have that as much positivity as you have. Well, that's the wrong way to think from the start, because the law of attraction states that who we are, we will attract to us. So if we put out, I want to look after care and actually help everybody, we will attract to us people who want to be looked after, cared and helped. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. We won't be attracting people that want to help and look after and care for us because that's not what we've asked for. No, it's not. We've no, asked for not. people that we can look after and that we can help. And that is a real sort of a statement of difficulty straight away because as soon as you're in difficulty or you might need a little help yourself, those people who you've asked for won't be there. Right. Okay. So what we need to ask for are people who have the same mindset as we do within the thought of wanting to find similarly minded persons. Okay. okay. So that comes from an attitude, the authenticity of who you are as a person. Now, that's not something you think. That's something you act. That's something you are every single day. You are either authentic to who you are or you're not. Now, if you're not authentic, what happens is you're sending out an image to the universe that you're someone totally different to who you are inside. Okay, that's not right. Yeah. No. Okay, yeah. so mm -hmm. so it's, it's all about being able to be real with who you are 
and have the intention to show people the reality of what you are. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're not hiding, you're not disguising yourself, you're not telling people that they look wonderful when they don't, you're not being ultra nice to everyone just because of the fact of you want to be, you know, non-controversial, you're being real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So being real is the first sign that you're actually becoming authentic. That's true. Okay. Yes, I agree. Then that is the way that you're thinking. You're thinking, right, okay, I don't want the world to see me in any other way than, than just me. As soon as you get into that, then you'll start attracting to you people that are thinking the same way. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yeah. So do you understand that it's a way of life? The authenticity of you is how you perceive yourself and your intent to portray that person will attract others who have the same way of thinking. Yeah, I do. I do get that. Yes. Okay. So it's all about being able to be true to who you are. Yes. That's yes. why the world fails. <laughs> There's so many mm. people out there who are trying to portray someone they're not. They're trying to put a picture up of someone that they don't actually are. They're not. They're not that person. And as soon as we start trying to present a side to us to the world that we're not, we're going to meet other people that are presenting sides to the world that they're not. Yeah. And that's not what we set out to do. So mm. everything starts with you and everything ends with you. Yeah. Okay. Nothing yeah. in the middle. And that means that when we start to think about how we manifest the best thoughts, the best thoughts are the ones we have without even thinking about them. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so we don't have to set out, right, how are we going to think today? Because we're already thinking that way. Or how are we going to attract someone today? Because we're already attracting that person. So once we get our mindset into that thought of where we are and the intent of who we are, then we can start to actually enjoy being able to meet the right people. The bit that matters is the preparation to enjoy that process. Right. Okay. Because if you don't enjoy that process, then you're not going to be authentic, are you? No, and it's got to be natural as well, hasn't it? Like it's, you say, not, not forced. No, instinctive. Yeah. Mm. Because the thing that we have as humans is that we sense long before we get to know somebody. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What would you feel like if you walked into a room and the people in that room weren't very nice people? How do you feel? Well, it makes you feel awful, doesn't it? It makes you feel absolutely as if you just want to walk straight out again. So you want to remove yourself from that situation. Yes, yeah. And and that happens every time, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah we don't want to be there. It's not good. It doesn't feel right. So our senses tell us long before we talk to somebody what they are. Definitely, yeah, it or, does. Or who mm -hmm. they are. Mm -hmm. So what we have to be able to, first of all, understand is we, we become authentic. So who we are is who we portray. The second is our intent is to listen to our senses. Yes. yes. So we listen to our senses. The third thing we do is we prepare in order to understand that when people are right for us, we know how to make contact with them. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. We don't leave it to them to make contact with us. We have to make contact with them. We do. Because the bit that matters within that whole process
process of meeting people is that if you let others choose you, then what you're doing is you're actually stepping back and letting them do all the work. And it might not be what you want anyway. No, Absolutely. Because, no, because they they are the ones that are stepping forward, aren't they? They're the ones that made the decision to come to talk to you. They're the ones that have started the conversation. They're the ones that are pushing a point to get to know you. But all you have to do in that environment is sit there and listen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And most of us, most of us want to listen more than we want to talk. Yeah, agree on that. Yeah. Yes. So the people that are easiest to meet are the ones that put the effort into the first contact. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying here? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Because if we're putting the effort into the first contact and they're sitting there nodding and not doing very much, what's the point? No, you might as well not be there. Absolutely. Mm, it, it's mm. it's a pointless situation. And the best people that we get to know are the ones that want to put us before them. Yeah. So what's yeah. the point in getting to know somebody who's just talking about themselves? Well, it's not a conversation, is it? But it's easy, isn't it? It's easy to sit there and let somebody else do all the work. You haven't got to do anything. you just got to nod and speak in the right places. That's easy. That's lazy. It's almost to a point of being in control of the situation because you're waiting for somebody else to tell you about them. Yes. So yeah. so what we need is we need to have some self-disclosure. We don't mind giving out to people. We don't mind giving out who we are, a little bit about our personality, maybe our work, maybe our spirituality, that other people can actually look at and go, oh, I'm interested in that. I'm attracted to that. Let me talk to you about how I see my own spirituality. It makes it easy, the connection straight away, doesn't it? Yeah, because you've got yeah. common ground. You've got common thought going on within it. That's the law of attraction. That people attract who they are and who they authentically are. If somebody that you talk to isn't interested in spirituality or isn't interested in you, that person then has their own agendas, don't they? They do. So they're not really people that you want to know too much because they're all about them. But if somebody asks you questions back or responds and talks and really engages with you in a conversation, then what you've got then is you've got common ground to explore and then go forward with. Because that allows you to see that there are so many things that you can actually have that is similar because you've actually put yourself out to think about what you are yourself. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The people that are worse to meet, the, you know, the real worst people are the people who have no identity and are looking to take identities off the people that they're in the same room as. These sort of people that suck your energy from you as well. Yeah, it's all about them. It's all about who they want to be, but they can't be because they've got no ability to be that. And the journey starts with you thinking about what it is that you are. The second part of it is being able to have the self-disclosure that you can actually use. And the third bit is being able to recognize the signs of somebody who is really responding to that. Yeah. All those things come in with the law of attraction. Now, the law of attraction works because there's no coincidences in life. We are placed in 
areas, in public, in places with people who happen to be thinking very similarly to us. It's just being able to find these people, isn't it? No, because we actually will respond to who we are. If we're being authentic and we're being the person that we really are, then we're going to be finding those people all the time because we're going to be bumping into them. Yeah, we're not going to need to go out searching. They're going to be attracted to our energy because of their energy being similar. Right, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, and if you sit at home, if you just wait for people to find you, you will never find the right people for you. What, what it comes down to is your personal identity being authentic. Right, yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. So if I said to you, what's your personal identity, Alison, what would you say? My identity is somebody who enjoys being with people that are really spiritual, that people that really enjoy life, that don't want to underestimate you or undervalue you, that feel, you know, alive and feel as if they want you in their life and that's how i feel okay so no complications no absolutely i don't like complications no don't like things that are complicated and that knocks on to what the universe is the universe is not complicated right we mm -hmm. are we put those little stumbling blocks yep. in place. Yep, and, and so many times we are finding excuses not to do things or finding reasons why we shouldn't do something, and those things are intent. Yeah. So as soon as we remove that negative intent and put in positive intent, then the law of attraction kicks in, and then the authentic people come. Yeah, it's like a snowball that gets bigger and bigger. Yeah, it's just a ball of intent. Mm. Mm -hmm. it's, it's an amazing connection. People are always looking for people they connect to, but they're not willing to make the first connection. Do you think it's anything to do with people a bit scared, maybe? So, or frightened that, that they're going to be sort of pushed away, even though you've got the same intent? Yeah, well, well fear is going to be your major stumbling block, isn't it? Mm. If you're frightened of doing something, you're not even going to get in your car in the morning or walk across a road. So, yeah. so how can you understand or how can you discover new things if you're fearful? Well, you can't. No, it's impossible. No. So you just look at it and you think, right, okay, what's the worst situation that's going to happen here? Well, if you, <laughs> the worst situation is, is basically maybe. <sighs> You both get fearful, nothing happens, and it sort of almost like just dissolves, okay. maybe. Okay, let's take it to a different level. I think it's rejection. Well, rejection. I don't think anyone likes to be rejected. It doesn't matter what you are, who you are, where you are. If people reject you out of hand or dismiss you out of hand, that is the major stumbling point of fear. Yeah. Yeah? What happens if he doesn't like what I'm saying? What happens... If he doesn't find me attractive, what happens if I don't say the right things? What happens if I don't turn up on time? This whole way of being is an intent to actually sabotage anything that comes into your life that's good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a good way of thinking, is it? No. no. So the universe is very balanced. 
is very much equal. There's nothing good and there's nothing evil. There's nothing bad in anything. There's just ways of learning, ways of understanding. And if somebody's attracted to you or if somebody's around you and you're attracted to them, the worst that can happen is that you learn about a certain type of person. Okay. That's mm -hmm. the worst. Mm -hmm. The best that can happen is you start a, a lifelong friendship. Which is great, which isn't then yeah. so, wasted. Yeah. That's right. So somewhere yeah. in between that is is probably where it will be. Yeah. But, but why be fearful of it? Maybe it's just a human thing inside of us. Maybe we are, I don't so, know, are we born with fear, maybe? I think we learn it. Yeah. No baby is born really with fear. There's only three phobias that children have. One is heights, one is water, and the other one is dangerous animals. They are the three phobias that we're born with to protect ourselves so we can survive through life. Because we don't want to be on high buildings or high no. cliffs. We don't want to be near water because we could drown. And we don't want to be near dangerous animals. Okay. okay. What about fire as well? Yeah, maybe maybe there's a fear of fire. But fire is something we've had to invent. Remember, yeah. We had to learn how to start fires. Mm -hmm. But again, it's a phobia that people will have as a natural defensive mechanism. We have yeah. to have that in order to sense danger. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. not the same when we start to feel positive about things. We can still see danger, but we can work out how relevant that danger is to us. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And fear of being emotionally hurt can be a huge danger, or being rejected can be a huge danger. But it's not something that we should be afraid of because it's something that can lead to other things. Yeah. Okay. In part two, we're going to talk very much more about this. We're going to talk about how our thoughts start and where they actually go. And what are thoughts? Are they real? You are listening to the Twisted and Misunderstood podcast from myself, Dominic, and Alison Zenden. Thank you for listening. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can come to me at auraprofiling at gmail.com or visit the website, which is mindsight.org. Mindsight is spelled M-Y-N-D-S-I-T-E dot O-R-G. On there is all the information about everything we do, including aura photographic profiling. And if you have anything you want to come and talk to us about, there's a little bit on there where you can contact us here at the Twisted and Misunderstood podcast. Thank you for listening.
So in part one of the Twisted and Misunderstood podcast from Anchor, we started talking about intent and authenticity. In this part, the second part to this podcast, I want to have a little bit of a chat about thoughts and what thoughts are and how can thoughts enter our conscious mind away from us? Are all thoughts started with us or are they signals that we pick up? Now, it could be very interesting to understand that we are receivers of thought, because when you have a certain thought, that goes out and that travels and that doesn't stop. So you're basically sending out an intent to the universe, and it doesn't matter where that goes, that'll just keep going. So your thoughts certainly do go go many light years from you, and I think they carry on traveling. I don't think they stop. But what if we are little transmitters or transceivers of thought. And it can be that other civilizations throughout the universe all have these thoughts. So what's stopping us picking up those thoughts traveling in our direction? Now, it has been known that a lot of inventors, um, playwrights, lyricists, these people that allow themselves to go into this stream of consciousness, pick up thoughts from just the ether, just from across the cosmos. And inventions such as the electric light bulb, the telephone, a lot of the big things that have affected the 21st century are inventions that have been picked up by different people at the same time. So when we're ready the thoughts that we're actually receiving come and join us. It's almost to a point where when we start thinking the right way, we open ourselves up to the possibility of new knowledge. If we stay stuck in the old world trudent teachings that have been there for centuries, then all we do is go through the same circle of knowledge. So we don't learn nothing new. So we have to push our thinking into understanding where something is. Now, there is a theory that says that something that's science fiction today becomes science fact tomorrow. Now, friends or people that enjoy watching science fiction will see that certain things that have been imagined come into the consciousness and then they get invented. So it could well be that we have to think about something before we get the knowledge to invent it. We have to know it's possible. And I don't think we know how much we don't know. It sounds like an anomaly, doesn't it? That that we don't know how much we don't know because it wouldn't even occur to us. Now, if I say to you, Alison, a random thought right now is that I want to invent a machine that, um, that manifests food so the whole world can be fed. That's what I want to think. I wonder if the universe would then come and give me that knowledge. 
I'm sure it would. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it would. Yeah, it, it's yeah. the beginning seed. So it has to light the spark to get the idea to get it actually working. And people might say to me, "That's a bit far fetched, Dom. You know, why would that happen that way?" Well, just look. It's now 2021. Go back a hundred years. Go back to 1921. What do we have? <laughs> there was no TV. Radio was in its infantry infancy. There was no real airplanes to think of. No, no holiday flights or nothing like that. There was so much we don't have in our life today that wasn't there then. So, well, so much, yeah. So yeah, much. Yeah. So so how do we get to this stage where the acceleration of knowledge has become so fast? Because what? Because we're open to understanding things that we know that making a, a light bulb is possible, whereas a, a caveman would have, you know, freaked out over a match. Yeah. 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 Would have it, just rubbed two stones together, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. But the but the whole idea is. The things that freak us out are normally the things that are there if we decide that we want to put our mind to do it. Yeah, another thing that I did sort of think of, um, as far as thoughts concerned, do you have to keep rethinking it and re-saying the thought or just one thought just travel? Do you have to keep going over and over the same thought again to make it manifest? Okay, well, people might say you do. And that would be affirmational prayer. Right. Okay. Yeah. Affirmation is something you say every morning. I love and approve of myself. And if you keep saying it throughout your life, eventually, if you don't love and approve of yourself, you'll start to because you're telling yourself to, that yes. that's the case. Yes. Um, same with prayer. If I pray to the universe that I want certain things to manifest, well, as long as I believe it, and as long as I'm reasonable within my requests, why wouldn't it manifest as long as I'm ready to receive? Yeah. Yeah. Receiving. Yeah. Yeah. So if I ask for something, I have to be ready to receive it. If I asked for, you know, the, the weekly lottery numbers and then I just close off and don't bother even thinking about it anymore, the six random numbers that just passed me by on the street. Yeah. Would be that, <laughs> those numbers maybe. So, so you have to be ready to receive the signs and, in our conscious life, right, when we're walking around daily, we don't really concentrate too much on receiving signs, do we? No, not, not absolutely consciously, no, but probably unconsciously, yeah. Yeah, but we're, too, we're shopping, we're, we're interacting, we're doing things that we need to do to survive. Definitely, yeah, yeah? definitely, yeah. So our consciousness is doing the things that we need. Yeah. yeah, our own little bubble, our yeah. own little day-to-day -day routine. But what when we're sleeping? What are we doing then? Well, we're unconscious to a degree, aren't we? We haven't got the day-to-day -day thoughts of stopping us from just clearing our mind. But when you're asleep, anything can come into your head, anything random. So I think that's probably why dreams are so sort of erratic sometimes, because you get a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and then you wake up. And you're back into this reality again. And sometimes you can pick up things that maybe are a good thing in your sleep, maybe something that you can take and actually, you know, bring into your life so, ideas. Okay, so you have to be able to respond to your dreams. 
Yes, I do believe yeah. that. Yeah. You have to be able to take them seriously and see them as signs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because as soon as you start to acknowledge things that are given to you, then those things are there for a reason. Now, it could be one of two or three things here. One is we could lead many, many lifetimes. And all those lifetimes are synchronicity going on all at the same time. So we're all you know, in many different um, dimensions, having lots of different experiences. But all those experiences are actually anchored in the same soul. Okay. Now, mm -hmm. that's quite a thought, isn't it? It is, yeah, that, it really is. That you could be having billions of lifetimes, billions, all yeah. at the same time, Yeah. and all that knowledge could be available to you. Yeah, it's already already in you, probably, isn't it, as well? Well, it's already yeah. happening to you. Yeah. It's already yeah. happened. It's, it's not anything other than it's all there. So first point of realisation is that everything's there for you. Everything. So any answer, any thought, anything you want to manifest, it's there. You just have to be able to understand that it's already there. It's not something that you have to work too hard for. It's the senses of understanding that, the matter. So your belief may not be that we have billions of lives all going on at one time. Well, that may be something that you may want to consider. It may be a possibility that you'll dismiss it. But if you consider the possibility that you are everything and everything is you, then there's nothing off limits. Now, I would rather have that as a possibility with the positivity of knowing that's likely than think that I'm just one single being living a isolated life in a very isolated part of the world, not having much input on anything. Because yeah. that wouldn't mm. really make me feel that spiritual. That would make me feel detached and really much on my own. Yeah. 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 So as soon as you step into the spirituality of of life being intent, authenticity, and then real personable areas of life that are there for you once you can think them, and once you can actually discover that new knowledge is a brilliant way of breaking free from some of the shackles that have been put placed around you by old teachings that are familiar but really well worn out by now. Mm. then we can start to actually make progress as a race. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what you're saying about 1921. You know, looking back, things are antiquated, aren't they? You know, you're looking back to that 100 years ago. Okay. Whereas, whereas now things seem far more, you know, we're obviously thinking more, we're probably a bit more educated as well, do you think? Okay. It's, it's, it's mainly about being able to have new ideas. Anyone can have an old idea or copy an old idea. This is why you don't see many new things happening in the world of comedy, because comedy is comedy, and there's only so many things that you can make funny. Yes. Technology is different. Technology is something that the, the sky's the limit. You do not have to stay within the conventional knowledge of what you're told. You can actually expand your knowledge by asking questions. You can ask questions of yourself because you have the answers inside of you. And if you learn to sense what's going on within you, 
then you can listen to those answers. New knowledge doesn't have to come from somebody else. It can come from you. Somebody has to start the fire. It doesn't need to be somebody else. It just needs to be somebody who thinks outside the normal perimeters of thought. And this is why we, we talk about things like mediumship being imprints. Yeah. Because the old doctrine about the spirit world was just too easy, wasn't it? It made it was too easy to make it fit for people. But as soon as you take that away and you start talking about imprints and energy and that things actually imprint themselves on the on society, on the atmosphere of, of areas that your life is involved in, then you start to understand that there's a different way of thinking. Yeah, that seems totally more feasible, really, doesn't it, than trying to invent something, you know, something that really we all want to, we want to believe, we want to know that obviously the spirit world is is there and as we see it, but there are different other ways, like you say, of obviously imprints and, and that way of thinking. Well, no, we don't need to know that the spirit world exists. That's just it. We don't need that because we are eternal. Our energy, our soul is eternal. It's intelligent plasma that doesn't die. It just changes form from time to time as we go through different lifestyles and different areas. The way of thinking that's human is that we survive death because we don't want to die. That's our natural instincts. But to understand that we never die because we are pure energy and that we actually manifest back into other mortal bodies or other bodies and other planets would be a totally different way of thinking to what maybe spiritualists might accept right now. Do you see the difference? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. So yeah. it's not all about going back through we want to. Yeah, that comes down to fear, doesn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah? It's Nobody true, yeah. wants to die. So we're all fearful of death. Well, the majority of people get very fearful about that you're going to end. This life that you have right now is going to end. Hey, but you're living millions of lifetimes or simultaneously. You don't die. You just repeat or you go into new. It's, it's a common misconception. The mortal body needs to change, but the energy just changes form. So mm -hmm. it's, it's all about seeing things in a, in a slightly different way. And the thoughts of picking up new inventions understanding where things come from, that you can capture new areas of thought through dreams. When you're unconscious, your consciousness is still there, or it could be traveling outside your body, which so many people say out body experiences and astral travel. What's stopping the soul escaping the mortal body when the body is no longer needed? And we don't need the body during sleep, do we? No, we don't. No, no, absolutely. You know, all the all the dreams and everything that you have, you, my goodness, like lucid dreams and almost like you, you're in the dream, aren't you, yourself? And you're not actually, you know, walking, are you, yourself? It's just your thoughts and everything you're manifesting. Yeah, but you can still see, can't you? Of course you can, yeah. yeah. So, so this is the thing. We're, we're too stuck in the obvious. We're, stu we're too stuck in what we already think we know to actually expand our minds to what is to be known. And what I said really early on is we do not know what we do not know. And that is so obvious. But how can we make calculated understandings 
without having certain knowledge. If we thought that the earth was square or flat and we could fall off the end of it, we would be scared of that fact until we built boats. But we didn't build boats until we had the knowledge to make nails because yeah. we couldn't keep the wood together. So we couldn't go exploring. It's the same now. We're starting to build spaceships and we're starting to discover planets and galaxies and universes outside our own universe that are trillions and billions of light years away from us. We're only starting to realize the, the actual immensity of the universe that we're living in. So how can we make judgments on not knowing anything? The, the, the other bit is that a yeah. lot of things that we live through are, are not there to us to see. We don't see half the spectrum. We don't hear half the vibrations. We only, mm. only see a really small perception of where life is. So how can we make judgments when we don't know what we don't know? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're so limited. And to open your mind and to let thought become a part of your existence, to acknowledge the soul and to be able to figure out that the soul knows everything if you ask the right questions. And to understand this, that the universe is there as a huge magnetic pull of energy and consciousness and thought is going to give you an amazing feeling. It is. Yeah, it really because is. what's the alternative? <laughs> the, the alternative is mm. this is the only little blue planet in the whole of the universe as we know it, and we're alone. That's pretty scary. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think most of us know that that's not the case. But well, yeah, we don't know. Well, no, we don't. But True. we we hope it's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. But our thinking goes by how we actually want to think. Yeah. Not what is to be thought. And so many of us tend to run with the herd, don't they, as well? So maybe don't always have their own thoughts, no. maybe? Safety in numbers. Mm. People like mm. little groups. People like people to agree with them. People don't like to challenge, do they? No. And maybe that's why these inventors do come forward, because they weren't ones that were in little groups. They just literally almost like here went with what they felt and what they knew rather than what yeah. the group knew. See, but I always think, why was the telephone invented in two different places at the same time? Thought. Two, yeah. two different inventors picked up yeah. the same idea and they both tried to patent the telephone literally within half an hour of each other. Incredible, isn't it? You think, think what's it. the chances of that happening? Yeah. That tells me there's a huge pull of thought out there is it's called claircognience it's the universal knowledge that we can all tap into but to get to that point of tapping into that we have to believe that that is where we're getting the knowledge from yeah and as soon as we start to realize that we are a part of a cosmos part of a huge spectrum of of different energy thought then we can start to utilise it for the best and for the benefit of everything that we ever will be. Yeah. And we yeah. will get there because we've already got there. Yeah. We're but, like little links, aren't we? Like little little links that link everybody, really. No. No, you no, don't think we're little links? No, okay. I don't. No, okay. I, I think everything's happening at once. Right. Yeah. Right. The chain is wrapped round, but it's wrapped round in a circle. If you want to 
put it as little links, but all people that are here now at this particular moment, but time does not exist. So if time doesn't exist, everything is happening spontaneously. It's just right. whether we can tap into that knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you have to have the intent to do that. And to be authentic. Yeah, authentic, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I totally get that. Sometimes it's very hard, though, to get your head around it. Sometimes it's so mind-blowing that sometimes it's like, oh, gosh, this is too much to, <laughs> to really consider. Yeah, it's how I think all the time. Mm. I don't stop at what I'm told. I want to go out there and find new stuff. I'm not interested in the old stuff. I think the old stuff is too easy just to accept. I think we should always question, always work things through for ourselves and go by how we feel inside because that's how we start to expand. And that's how mankind will expand. But we need to have that authenticity within ourselves to acknowledge it. So go by what we feel, what we know, but not necessarily what other people are telling you. Yeah, what you feel, what your instincts are, what your yeah. intent is, what your authenticity is. Be real to yourself and, and be ready to listen. Be prepared to opportunities when they come. Yeah. Preparation. Yeah. So this has been Alison and Dominic Zenden for the Twisted and Misunderstood podcast, talking about thoughts and aspirations and authenticity and intent. And until next time, it's goodbye from me, Dominic, and... And Alison. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Twisted and Misunderstood podcast by Dominic and Alison Zenden. All music is by Mel West MacWaters. And if you want to visit her page, she's at SoundCloud. So you go and look up Mel West MacWaters at SoundCloud. If you're interested in any of the subjects that we are talking about here at Twisted and Misunderstood, please come and talk to us. You can talk to me on aura profiling at gmail.com or on my website which is mindsight.org until next time look after each other